It's just a bunch of atoms floating around in space. But on another level, it's like a solid desk that you're sitting at. And at the same time, we hold both of those viewpoints as true. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay, let me continue there. So here's, here's a practical... <laughs> Professor Ezra, you're, you're blowing uh, me uh, away today. This is A practical clear. example of this, right? Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good, thank you. Good to be back on the airwaves, Ezra. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm very aware that we are uh, recording a podcast right now. <laughs> and we just had a little coaching session before this. So I appreciate your, your insight on that little thing. This episode is about awareness. And awareness is the ability to have attention outside yourself or into yourself. So awareness is basically how much and where you're putting attention. So it's the ability to perceive, to feel, to be conscious of things. And it's interesting to know that you can be aware of something without understanding it. So awareness, what is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. James Ramco just put on his camera for some reason. Well, yours is on. Oh, mine is on? Oh. Yeah, I thought it's like maybe it's a arms race. You know, you, you put the camera, I'll put the camera. I guess I thought it was a courtesy. We should take a picture of this because we look really goofy with our with our cameras and fans. I'm wearing a Think I Get shirt. So, you know, awareness, the ability to have attention outside of yourself or into yourself. So how much attention, basically where and how much you're putting your attention. So let's take a look at someone who doesn't notice the effect that they have on other people. Like we all know someone like this, super loud in the movie theater, doesn't really get that their behavior affects everyone else around them. Someone who can't see past themselves is generally lacking in self-awareness and lacking in awareness of others. And, and what self-awareness is, and this is good because you're, you have a lot of self-awareness, is it's an investment in yourself. Thoroughly knowing yourself gives you information on how you can operate in the world. And so one of the ways to know yourself is to understand your conditioning. And what conditioning is, is it sort of the patterns and, and behavior and thoughts and beliefs that you pick up from your parents and society around you. And we all have conditioning. We're all a product of our environment. And people really want to remove their conditioning often. They want to sort of rebel against their conditioning. But the goal, I think, is to be aware of your conditioning and then add on viewpoints. So my point is that the goal is to know yourself and know kind of how you are conditioned to think and feel and be so that you can effectively operate from there. That's an interesting point. I just finished a four-part series, which we called Life Lessons. And in that series, I was reflecting on some incidents that happened as I grew up. And one of the incredible opportunities I had was to be able to spend a lot of time with my grandparents and to cross-pollinate ideas from different generations. Mm. And that gave me an awareness of other worlds that didn't exist. It's, I guess it's like when you travel on an airplane to a yes. new country. Yes. You step off, different smell, food, language, currency. You now become aware of this whole new zone that people live in. So cross-pollinating between different generations, traveling around can definitely increase your awareness. What do they say? Travel broadens the mind. 
Absolutely. You know, and I think interesting in your case, and I want to point this out because a lot of the listeners of our podcast come from your community. And I think that you have the best community online, or at least one of them, because you understand, you are aware that you don't own your community. You lead the community, but you don't own it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I see it more that I might be a facilitator. I gave birth to the community, but like when you give birth to a child, it takes on its own personality and you know, you are not your child. Your child is a separate entity. It's got its own characteristics and learnings. It might have some genetic DNA from your preferences. It might have some behavioral learning from the way that you uh, manage your child as it grows up. I, I really do see communities a lot like having a kid and it and they do grow up and they have their own personality and you would know as someone who has multiple children i've got four kids and i've got two communities so and and having the community is more or less seven years old maybe eight years now which in community years is like 150 frankly yes it is quite a long time (laughs) considering the average industry stats like three months for a subscriber etc totally watching it grow up is exciting I still wanted to ask you something. In the beginning of this show, you said you can be aware of something without understanding it. How does that work? I'll actually, what I'll do, so what I like to do, you know, I have my viewpoints on what words mean. And and as you know, they're not always kind of with the mainstream. And so I decided, and I do this before every episode, to read the dictionary definition of the word that we're discussing. And let me read you the dictionary definition of awareness, Okay. Awareness is the ability to perceive, to feel, or to be conscious of events, objects, thoughts, emotions, or sensory patterns. In this level of consciousness, sense data can be confirmed by an observer without necessarily implying understanding. So essentially, you can be aware of something without understanding it is what they are saying. And Right. So you could be aware of a picture on the wall, but you don't understand you don't understand it. Right. Or you could be aware that, you know, you could be aware of something going on between your parents when you're a child. You know, you can feel that there's a there's a rift, there's a fight happening. Oh, like a baby that cries when mom's stressed. That's right. It's, it's aware of this, but it doesn't understand what's going on, you know. And I think it's sort of in line with this. Part of growing your awareness and part of um, growing your skill set at being aware, because the ability to be aware is of what's going on around you ultimately gives you more control of your universe. And so part of growing your awareness is being able to hold conflicting truths at the same time. So for example, look before you leap and he who hesitates has lost. So look before you leap is, hey, hesitate, you know, take your time. And, and then there's he who hesitates has lost. So you better jump in right now. And they're both true at different times and you have to hold them both and know when to use them. And so a similar example would be like the desk that you're sitting at, right? On one level, it's just a bunch of atoms floating around in space. But on another level, it's like a solid desk that you're sitting at. And at the same time, we hold both of those viewpoints as true. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay, let me continue there. So here's, here's a practical... <laughs> Professor Ezra, you're, you're blowing a, me a, away today. This is this A practical is example of this, right? Yeah. You, you can be aware that other people have a different sort of experience than you, right? So you can allow 
your experiences to coexist. So let's say, for example, you're in an argument with someone and they think that you did something to them and you don't think you did it. Maybe they think you offended them. And what we want to do is take the game from right and wrong. So, you know, you shouldn't have done this to me. And then, well, you shouldn't have been upset that I did this to, hey, you know, here's this thing that happened. We both had a different experience of this situation and your experience is valid and my experience is valid. And how do we move forward from here? So the point here is that what holds true for you may not hold true for other people. That's my main point. What holds truth for you may not hold true for other people. And one of the ways to be aware of other people and have a better chance at winning with other people is to see their viewpoints and be willing to stand in their shoes, even if they conflict with your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I, uh, and this is what you do as a coach. Yeah, exactly. Or if I'm speaking from stage, I'm not nervous or worried about it, whereas other people you know, have nightmares and panic and sweat and they're dreading it and if we're going to ask them to speak on our platform we have to be aware of their situation and and uh, like that old metaphor walk in another man's shoes you know if you walk in in another man's shoes then you basically you end up a long way away from them and with a free pair of shoes <laughs> <laughs> and an understanding of of what it's like to be in them. what it's like to be in their shoes and that the reality that their foot is a different size to yours might <laughs> start to be confronting to you, but it's comfortable for them. Now, here's something that I think people get tripped up with, which is being willing. And and I think I'm going to point out an example that I just saw you talk about last night on your mastermind call. So being willing to change your mind when new and better information comes along and not being afraid of being wrong. Like, for example, a lot of people will stick with a viewpoint. Oh, to the bitter end. I saw saw someone post this yesterday, you know, stick with your convictions till the end. And I'm like, well, what what if new information comes to hand and you realize you're nowhere near the watering hole in the desert? and you found a map, wouldn't you want to change your position on it? Maybe it was right then. Like, for example, OTR, right? I built Smart Marketer, which is a behemoth of a business, solely on the backbone of the initial OTR strategy, right? I added my own flavor to it, but essentially it was OTR. And now you are updating OTR. That doesn't mean that. And that's, uh, by the way, a course that James put out called Own the Race Course. It's free on his blog. I don't know if it's still free, but it was. It's still free. And it's, uh, as you said, being updated because over time I'm able to reveal new learnings, i.e. become aware of refinements that I want to pass along to people who are on the program. Yeah, you're willing to change and adapt. And you can't change and adapt if you're not aware of what's going on around you and you don't have it that you were wrong before just because something new came along. Not only am I willing to change, I seek change. Not for the sake of change, but because I have a placard, question everything. And I'm constantly thinking, is OTR still valid? Is it the best strategy? Things have changed. I mean, when I started online marketing almost 10 years ago, there wasn't Facebook. So that's a pretty dramatic how wild is pretty that? dramatic example of how the game has changed for forum marketings yet. I still have, well, my forum is actually the, the most successful it's ever been by far in an environment where there is um, a competitor. Where most people would tell you that forums are dead. Well, everyone's very quick to say set up a Facebook group. And I've held my line on that and I constantly question it, but it's still, I believe, the most accurate thing to do based on the situation. But there's numerous examples of that. For example, I saw an SEO spammer do a big confession about how he was making $100,000 a month and you know it all came tumbling down when Google started 
wiping out blog networks and he was conf- confessing how he was just oh, making man. so much money and he was justifying it to himself but he was really just spamming the internet with rubbish. Now, way back then, we were in that same market at the same time with an SEO company doing the same volume but my company's still standing because we changed and adapted well before the rest of the market by doing research mm. and development and understanding what was happening before the mainstream became aware of it. And so we're still standing and, and this guy's now, it's years since he was making a lot of money. So being able to change and adapt is really uh, what Darwin observed of animals who survive. It's a survival thing. I suggest that if you're not changing or adapting, you will pretty much get left behind. And I think that it has to be you have to have a willingness. So let's say, for example, with this whole new information thing, let's say you came from an environment where it's frowned down upon women to work outside the home. So you grew up with that as your conditioning. Your father believed that your mom needed to be at home taking care of the kids or she was going to be a bad mother. And your mom believed that too. She thought, well, I shouldn't work outside the home or my kids won't have everything they need. And you could grow up with that as your conditioning. And then you could get married. And your partner could have been raised with the complete opposite conditioning where both parents worked and the mother was the primary breadwinner. So you grew up with the conditioning where it's bad for women to work outside the home. And I'll gear this story towards men because I'm a guy. So you grew up with that conditioning where it's bad for women to work outside the home, but then you marry a woman who has a career, who it's very important to her that her that, that she has this career and who believes that she can be a great mother to your children and have a job and an outside life. And in my opinion, she'd be right. But the point here is that now you have the opportunity to expand your awareness, to expand your idea of what can be right and good in this situation. And so you are going to be presented with new information from people around you, and it's on you to be willing to change your mind. And as you grow up, you might find that some things that you were told to be true aren't actually true. And generally, the longer that you've held the, the belief, it's the harder it is to see another viewpoint as right. So it might be easy for you to see that a woman can work outside the home and have, have that be a good thing, but it might be a bit harder for your grandparents to see that because they were conditioned so much more heavily by society that that was bad. So the point here is to be willing to try on especially the viewpoints that are very different from your own. That's what makes this podcast good, right? James and I come from different viewpoints because that's a very sure way to build awareness. Just because you try something on doesn't mean you have to keep it. Being able to put yourself in another person's shoes, it builds compassion. Even if you come back and you say, well, I'm so happy I don't believe that. I'm so happy that I don't have to be in those shoes forever. But knowing where they're coming from gives you a greater insight into your own world, which is the point here. Well, I think one thing is to pursue your... Um, develop your awareness by researching. I mentioned before our business survived because we had a research and development team. It's the same with my community is I'm constantly aware of the behaviors of people, not necessarily surveying people. I really, I want to get this cat out of the bag. Everyone's saying uh, survey your audience, find out what they want and then give it to them. Often people don't know what they want and you're not going to get valid data. Mm. And suddenly we lose our authenticity because we only ever do something because we think someone else wants us to do that. Have you seen those marketers? Oh, um, yeah. They won't do anything unless they survey their audience, they find out what the audience wants them to do, and then they do it. I'm thinking, well, what makes you any different to an actor asking people (laughs) to give you the script? So back on topic, if you want to increase your awareness, have a research program. That could be traveling. Mm. It could be reading. It could be listening to podcasts. It could be putting some time to observe and creating thinking time. 
as you know, I have thinking time every single day where I disconnect from everything and I just think. I just relax, let go, and my ideas can uh, quieten down and often I'll come back and inspiration will pop up and I'll be able to come up with some amazing innovation. I'm always coming up with innovations and innovation is in essence awareness because when you innovate, you're coming up with new stuff and always a result will reveal itself. It could be a positive result, it could be a negative result, but when you innovate, you're creating something new and you're going to increase your experience, which therefore means that you've built up your awareness. Just typing into Google right now in quotes, innovation is awareness. Because that when you said that, that that uh, I wanted to know if anyone else has ever said that because that sounded like that was really that rung that I like that. And what I see here as I am looking through this, so cultivating the habit of innovation, the first result, innovationmanagement.com. The first trait. Anyways, a bunch of people. Uh, the basis for innovation is awareness. That's a good. Uh, that's a good line, James. Well, well, we just 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 got there all by myself. Yeah, a, but there you go. We we now have a new awareness of what other people think about innovation and awareness <laughs> as a as a thing. But but I I do believe that part of the secret to life and business is to be cool with change. Yes, because. That means you are becoming more aware. I, I just see there's a strong link between those two. And one of the ways to instigate that change is to be curious, just to, to question things, question the status right. quo. And, uh, and here's the interesting thing: when you, when this is what this is what I find fascinating is that people assume, or they tend to assume, and I see this all the time, that if someone has a viewpoint that is different than their own that that means that they are wrong. Meaning that, like, for example, if you believe something differently, then you're basically saying that I'm wrong because I believe, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, just because you have a different viewpoint doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It just means that you have a different viewpoint. So I don't have to battle for my, for my rightness. It's a good way to stamp authority or to start an argument. And probably I've been guilty of that too. If, if someone has a strong viewpoint and I've had a set of experiences that show me that what they're talking about is incorrect according to my set of experiences, I probably have in the past said to someone, I, I don't think you're right, which is pretty much saying you're wrong. Well, you've softened quite a lot <laughs> over the last several years and you've gotten off of Facebook. We're used to getting those battles on Facebook with people, you know. Yeah, there's no point now. I'd rather be adding value to my own membership. Well, you'd rather battle people who are going to pay you for it. Well, they come if if they come into my membership and they ask me specifically, then I'm entitled to give them my my opinion. Totally. But you can get dragged into wasting time. I would actually rather be surfing than debating on Facebook for free. It just does, it seems pointless now in hindsight. So I just leave, you know, I'm just leaving my devices behind and you guys on Facebook can have an awesome time, but I'm kind of done with Facebook from a heavy use perspective. I want my life back. Yeah. You just want to use it to market. I hear you, man. I, I've, uh, I've got the little app that, that gets. Well, no, I like it. I like seeing my kids on there and I, I like um, sharing funny, a funny laugh or whatever. I've I put a picture of a, 
a pylon the other day that had little lights in it, reminded me of a Dalek and all the geeks like that one. It, you know, it's a good place to share something fun or whatever, but it's not somewhere to spend most of your day because you're well, it's not it's not an activity, you know. Well, you're getting you you're becoming less aware of life as you dull down into social media world. I think people want to immerse themselves, much like they might do with alcohol drugs remember that second life seemed pretty popular people would rather have a life on the computer than their real life oh man and i think it's and you know i still like video games and movies and stuff there are there are things you can do that don't harm you but i actually think social media can be very harmful for people especially if it makes them angry or jealous or um it, it's an escape it is an escape so right it's one way to escape your reality uh, and it can be used for positive or negative, as with any substance, right? Yeah, and I'm saying I'm not trying to escape. I'm I want to live my primary life and use. I want to be the master of Facebook. I'm not going to let Facebook master me. Totally. So I think we should roll Carol at this point. Weekly willpower wager. Thank you, Carol. As always, uh, love Carol. So. Uh, Thank you, Carol. Nobody rolls like Carol. It just you can't. You could never roll that. No one rolls like Carol. Carol. Make it down to. Um, Super fast business in uh, uh, 2016. Not sure. She's still a, a very enthusiastic participant in super fast business, and we really appreciate her comments on all of our episodes. Absolutely. Uh, so the thing that we'd like you to do is deliberately behave in a certain way. So perhaps walk into a room and put off negative energy or be mad or just have some ener- some energetic thing going on and uh, uh, notice the effect you have on the people around you or do the opposite. Go in and be positive and be enthusiastic. I think that's my preferred one. Yeah, yeah, it's probably better. <laughs> I, like, I remember some, some psychology trainer came to our workplace once and did an exercise with people and she made them – feel frustrated and angry and bring up childhood memories and she was doing some kind of purge of negativity and i i'm not kidding eight out of the ten people that were in the workshop quit their job within the next three months like no it just it ruined them yeah there was something wrong (laughs) about that so let's say why don't we just try a little dose of extra positivity or something for this exercise i don't want to be part of this evil experiment I agree. I agree. But my point, what I would want you to do is have extra attention on noticing your impact on those around you and being aware of how you affect the people in your life because you have an effect on the people in your world. And uh, the more aware of that you can be, the uh, the more able you will be to win at relating with them. So news and updates, James. We've got super fast business 2016 coming up. I still have to book my tickets, but but I'm just waiting. Better do it. No, no, I can't pull out. No, of no, this I'm not pulling out. I'm not. Oh, pulling. I'm definitely coming. Be big trouble. Um, definitely coming. I got Carrie and I are going to go to the. Honey, where are we going? She's not. She can't hear me. But I think we're going to the Reds, the Red Center or something like that. You know, afterwards. Oh, the middle. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go to Middle Earth, the big rock. Uh, Large model. We're going to do something. So, yeah, so. <laughs> they filmed that in New Zealand, right? Way, so if that's that's the next country along to the right. Okay. Well, we're not. <laughs> we're going. Oh, that'd be so funny. I'm here. What is it? Auckland? Yeah. No, actually, Sydney, mate. So, <laughs> the events shaping up. Well, if you have a look at the superfastbusiness.com forward slash live, you'll be able to see the speaker lineup, which. It has our good friend Ezra, as myself, and there's some wickedly good 
presenters who I've accumulated uh, from, uh, you know, asking people personal favors to come and talk and to share ideas. I've got a few oh, student wow, case CM studies. Now. Yeah, some heavy hitting content is to be expected at this event. It's, uh, by the way, our, our pre opening campaign went very well with, with over 100 tickets sold. I've seen you periscoping and... Well, I've done nine case study periscopes and that was a behind the scenes and I recorded them all and put them inside Superfast Business. So if you want to know how I sold over 100 tickets before we actually started selling tickets to the public, then the case studies inside the Superfast Business membership. What a fantastic looking uh, sales page as well. We actually sell a similar template on lead pages for that live sales page for it's like seven bucks or nine bucks um, on the the marketplace there. Yeah, so if you if you're running a live event and you have lead pages, then you can just buy that template or the the previous template we had before we upgraded our site, which is very similar. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, on my side, I have begun pre-launch today. I released a video uh, for my 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 new Shopify training thingy which i'm very excited about so that's happening so what you're going to call it uh, shopify it's, training it's thingy. called the one-stop shop a shopify approved program oh wow the uh shopify still your sweetheart program for e-commerce stores oh man i love them i love them so much even so much i, I i've been uh, wrestling with them to let me use their logo so that's looking pretty good so yeah the one-stop shop essentially everything you need for your own e-commerce platform outside of amazon well that's good so if you want to increase your awareness of e-commerce you would get the course that's right if you want to increase your awareness of uh top level online marketing ideas and get great contacts if you want to open up a contact network whether it's suppliers or whether you sell something come to the live event that's very on topic yeah no question we've got any comments we do have some comments so bernie on the waiting episode she says this is good i totally agree there is almost no such thing as waiting when you live in a purpose-driven life because the gaps are productive which is not exactly what we were saying but but i'm in agreement with you bernie that's the whole conflicting truths being true at the same time Um, so thank you bernie i think that's on topic so like because she's saying you're not you're not waiting for something in the future because you're you have purpose now you're engaged in your life totally uh, and Bernie's been an active commenter, uh, so thank you, Bernie. We actually got a, um, a, a a voice comment through our speak pipe. And by the way, listener, you know we want to hear from you. We do these episodes for you. You know our whole purpose here is to engage and and to see what you think about this stuff. And so we'd love to hear from you on iTunes, on SpeakPipe, on our blog. And Klaus Geisendorfer, or maybe it's Klaus Geisendorfer. No. Oh, no, I think you did really well with that. I think Klaus would be happy with that pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he left us a voice comment, so let's play that now. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm playing catch-up on old episodes of Think I Get, and I'm on episode 21 right now, podcasting, and I've just listened to the Willpower Wager. So the task is to get on the line, uh, test the waters, and basically talk about a topic. I'm a London, UK-based blogger and entrepreneur, and I'm looking to start my own podcast in the fall of this year. I'm looking for a co-host, and I thought I'd just mention it here via this uh, voicemail. Um, I really like how the two of you are so different but complementary, and I think I myself could offer a very different perspective um, to a potential uh, podcast partner. 
I was born in Germany, uh, lived in the States for many years, worked for a big IT and management consulting company, and I now live in the UK offering um, productized services around like website maintenance and graphic design. And I just want to spread the word to see if someone looking for a co-host with an interesting background. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, uh, you know, well done by Klaus to pitch for a podcast partner on a podcast uh, of people who also do podcasts. Who also get the whole co-host dynamic of, of um, opposing viewpoints and fierce conflict and tension. That's <laughs> That's a level of awareness. Uh, I mean, there. we try not to agree with each other all the time. It just seems—it's almost like I've softened up a bit, and you've gotten more calculating. It's weird, isn't it? We—we've, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I pick my battles, you know. Now, but we—I still, I think, still think we have a, a good, a good dynamic going here. But I just think it's really—it was genius of this guy to solicit a podcast partner on this particular podcast because he's quite likely to find uh, an interesting cat, you know, on this podcast. Gosh, if you take the Greg Merrilee's adventure as an example, I mean, seriously, you know, remember he was submitting designs. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're wearing a t-shirt. Right. He made. I forgot I mean, about that. That's how he started. He started by sending us designs, which we rejected the first. The first time. two or three, I think. We were like, Who's yeah, this and then he finally cracked through. He he came on board Silver Circle. He's designed for most of the big shots now. Dude, and check this out. Let me let me just. I was looking at my QuickBooks. I think I did a hundred thousand dollars in business with him uh, oh, last year. His business is just through the roof this year. He's speaking at Superfast Business Live. So, how good's that? Amazing. From Think at Get. So we've actually been a part of something very special, and uh, Greg is such um, a key part of uh, my world now. Being uh, doing, he designed the, the Silver Circle page for example so yeah he's a good guy yeah and so 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 basically um so if you want to be klaus's co-host <laughs> then um well i've got klaus's email here i'm just saving it to evernote so you could just reply back to anything at get email if you're one of our subscribers um and ask us to forward it to klaus and we'll organize that for you um yeah i think klaus could be a good co-host so thank you klaus appreciate that now we also have bernie again on the improvement episode and she says ye of little faith james ezra i'm with i'm with you i reckon that you can beckon animals i reckon that you can beckon <laughs> which is interesting well, you know what faith is, right? It's the absence of proof. <laughs> just means it means belief in something that has no backing. So, I'm still on the same page. So you're happy way. to be of little faith. Well, she says that her brother strangely attacked tracks animals, and they even sit on him. And uh, he'd be sitting in a park bench, and a little bird would hop on his knee. And domestic animals that meet him for the first time want to be near him. And that he found himself in the middle of a school of blue-bodied jellyfish. And as he moved, they would move. So they were surrounding him. Though she doesn't think that he beckons the animals. She thinks that it happens, and he doesn't know why. So on that note. I know why. There's research on that. It's pheromones and hormones and, and smells and stuff. There's a lot of research on mosquitoes, why they're attracted to to swarm on you because you release off. And they also like body heat, apparently. Uh -huh. So I think it's it's probably a nice uh, causation correlation error. Yeah. But isn't it good? Here's the, here's the thing I found that's really fascinating. I think we mentioned this before, that – your mental model of the world doesn't have to be true for it to be true for you. There you go. So if you 
thought that by going in the ocean, it magically attracts a surfboard under your feet, but you only ever go in the ocean when you surf, then that could be your true reality. You, if, if you can actually benefit <laughs> positive experiences through your belief, which is, which is pretty much what happens uh, with most religions. And uh, yeah, if you, if you feel you've got a special power with animals and every time you go near an animal, you're, you believe that you're creating that thing, then you can still get the positive benefit from that belief. Fascinating, hey? It really, really is. Now, uh, are you keeping your quote today? I'm just seeing what it is here. Uh, let's have a look. It's Come on. I figured this was perfect for you. Well, are you kidding me? Maybe it's not accurate. <laughs> it is. I'll just ch- I'm double checking to make sure this is right. This really is. No, you really did put it here. The key to growth is the introduction of higher dimensions of consciousness into our awareness. Leo Tzu. You're a man after my own heart. I just that's, that's come on, man. I figured this was I figured Jennifer Aniston wouldn't do in this case. She wasn't gonna cut it when it's <laughs> when she's up against Leo. It's it's a hands down Leo winner. Uh, so that's a good one. So uh, mine is that the value of life depends upon awareness and the power of contemplation rather than upon mere survival by Aristotle. So basically, there's more to life than just getting through it. If you're willing to be aware of your of your world and then contemplate that, you can have a, uh, a, a broader and bigger experience than if you are just kind of kind of, you know, fumbling your way through the dark. Yeah, that's deep. Thank you, Aristotle. Aristotle, man. So we've been talking about awareness, right? Uh, on our episode of Think at Get, where we're pretty much doing this stuff. We, we sort of cover mindset, behavior. Um, think at Get literally means the way you think determines how you act, which means that you get the results that you're getting. So if you become more aware, one would sort of reason that you're going to behave better and get better results. You know, on the topic of awareness, you registered this domain name years before the before we even met. It's true. So how about I actually that st- still remember when I first thought about this concept, I was standing in the workshop at Mercedes-Benz um, mulling over this idea. It was so profound. I was looking at a Coke machine. Remember the um, activator behavior consequence? And um, the activator, I, I thought, you know, I can link that to thought. Behavior is, is um, get and consequences. Sorry, uh, behavior is act and then uh, results is basically get, the consequences, the get. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a long-standing domain name now and uh, a good one. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So, um, uh, awareness, what is it, how are you using it and how is it affecting your business and life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and we hope to see you on the next one. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.